What's up, everybody? This is Nerding Out Sports, and today I want to talk a little bit about the Giants general manager, Dave Gettleman, kind of ranting about the GM. And no, it's not actually a bad thing, because a lot of people are blaming him for the DeAndre Baker situation, the Ryan Connolly situation, and even the Corey Coleman situation. And I want to rant about it a little bit, but I kind of want to come to the defense of Dave Gettleman here. And it's kind of crazy that people are actually blaming him for DeAndre Baker's situation. Yeah, could they have seen he had some character issues in college? Sure. They did trade up to get him, but the Giants needed cornerback help. Their secondary had been so bad for two straight years. Baker was one of, if not the best cornerback in the draft. So moving up to get him really wasn't that big of a deal. You hope that he can come into the NFL and learn just to be a professional. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. He was very stupid for what he did, but people are making this like it's Gettleman's fault. Like Dave Gettleman handed him the gun and said, go rob people. Are you kidding me? That's that's what people are making it seem like. This is Dave Gettleman's fault. Another genius move by Dave Gettleman. It has nothing to do with Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman could not have known that DeAndre Baker was going to go to a party and start robbing people. It's not fair to the GM. Has Gettleman made a lot of questionable moves in his time as Giants GM? Absolutely. The Leonard Williams trade, I still question that trade. But you know what? It's over and done with. You can question a lot of moves he made in his first offseason as the general manager. But when you really look at it, at the time, were those moves that crazy? You go back to the 2018 offseason, right? The Giants were coming off of a three-win season. Ben McAdoo was fired. They needed to change direction. Everyone thought, okay, they're going to rebuild. Gettleman said, no, I still think this team could be a contender. Everyone was like, what are you talking about? But was he really wrong? Because in 2016, the Giants put a ton of money into that defense. And then most of their key players on both sides of the ball got hurt in 2017. Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard. On the offensive side of the ball, your two number one, your top two receivers, and Brandon Marshall as well, also got hurt. Your best three receivers went down with injuries. Defensively, Landon Collins got hurt. Janoris Jenkins got hurt. I believe Olivier Vernon missed some time as well. Those are three of your best players. So when you lose that kind of talent on both sides of the ball, yeah, you're going to play poorly. You're going to lose a lot of games. On top of that, you had a terrible offensive line. So what does Dave Gettleman do? He signs Nate Solder. Did the Solder signing work out the way the Giants wanted to? No. But did it make sense at the time? Absolutely. The Giants needed a left tackle. Eric Flowers was not the answer. So you had to put up the money to get the best available player at that position. That's exactly what Dave Gettleman did. Then he goes ahead and signs Patrick Omame. Was that a great move? No. Was he a great offensive tackle or offensive guard? No. But who did they have before that? John Jerry. So you really can't say that Patrick Omame was going to be so much worse than John Jerry. And then he moves Eric Flowers, who is still, you know, just a few years into his career as a first round pick. He moves him over to the right side to hopefully get some sort of production out of him. And in one offseason, and then he goes ahead and drafts Will Hernandez in the second round. In one offseason, he completely transforms the offensive line on paper much better to protect Eli Manning, he brings in the running back and Saquon Barkley, who we can all agree is a generational talent. We can all argue whether it was the right pick at the time or not, but for Dave Gettleman's idea, 
that the team could compete. You have Saquon now. You have an offensive line in front of Eli. You have Odell back. You have Everett Ingram in his second year. You have Shepard back. The pieces were all there for the Giants to succeed. Obviously, it didn't work out. Even defensively, he traded JPP, but he was able to add BJ Hill and Lorenzo Carter. He made some questionable signings. Kareem Martin, you know, guys like Josh Morrow, you know, didn't really work out, obviously. But you still had Janoris Jenkins. You still had Landon Collins. And yes, you still had Eli Apple, who was a first-round pick. So again, much like the Eric Flowers thing, you're trying to get production out of a first-round pick any way you can. The talent was there. The Giants only won five games that year. But again, can you really argue that Gettle, at the time, Gettleman said, this team can compete. Obviously, if he had a crystal ball and could see into the future, he would have probably done otherwise. But you can't do that, obviously. So were his moves at that time really that crazy? No. So then what happens? The Giants start losing games. He trades away Damon Harrison. And you can say, well, he could have kept him. Then the Giants don't have Darius Slayton. He could have traded Landon Collins that year before he went to free agency. But then the Giants wouldn't have been able to get Matt Parrott this past offseason in the draft. And that's their potential right tackle of the future right there. So a lot of these moves you can say, well, what if he did this? Or what if the Giants drafted Quentin Nelson at number two or traded down? Who knows where the draft goes? Everyone's saying they could have had Nelson at two and Nick Chubb in the second round. That's not a guarantee. You can't just automatically assume Chubb's going to be there in the second round. Because maybe the Browns take Saquon at four if Quentin Nelson's off the board. And then the entire draft changes. So Nick Chubb could very well have been a first-round pick at that point. You don't know how the draft is going to figure out or uh, how the draft is going to play out if the Giants took Quentin Nelson at two. So that's a, that's a dead argument right there as well. And Will Hernandez is not bad. So did the things that he did in 2018 work out? No. So clearly in 2019, he changed up a little bit. Okay, we have to try to rebuild this team somewhat and try to stay competitive. So you trade Odell Beckham and Olivier Vernon. You bring in Jabril Peppers. He replaces Landon Collins. You bring in Kevin Zeitler. He's one of the best guards in football. So you help that offensive line out. And with the two picks you get, you add O'Shane Zimenez. He replaces Olivier Vernon. Not as effective, but he still replaces him in terms of position. And then you get Dexter Lawrence, who replaces Damon Harrison, who you just traded away. And I'm sure we were all mad about the old Del Beckham trade, but looking at it right now, I don't think any of us would redo it. Because look at all those players the Giants got back. They're all going to be expected to have significant roles on this team in 2020. Meanwhile, Odell didn't have a great year last year, and he played all the games. He was not as effective in Cleveland as he was with Eli in New York, and Olivier Vernon was actually a potential cut before this season started. And yeah, you can definitely question some of the moves after they happen. You know, even the Alec Ogletree trade worked out terribly, but at the time, was it really that crazy of a move? The Giants had no production at middle linebacker. So you bring in... Alec Ogletree for what, a fourth round pick? That's not a bad move because Ogletree was better than anyone the Giants had at the time at that position. And you know, there are a couple of guys he let walk, like um, Devin Kennard, who was really good, like Romeo Acquire, who played very well for the Lions. He certainly could have helped the Giants. Jason Pierre-Paul has played very well with the Tampa Bay Bucks since he was traded there. So yeah, you can definitely question some of those moves. 
you can definitely question the Leonard Williams trade. I still question it. I still don't understand exactly why he did it, but Leonard Williams could very well have a huge year for the Giants this year. Is he getting paid too much money? That's another that's another argument for another day. But when you go forward now to 2020, here's the difference. This is Joe Judge's team. Joe Judge is making the decisions here. I don't think Gettleman would have wanted to cut Ryan Connolly. As much as I liked Ryan Connolly, I was a big fan of him coming into the season. I was really excited to see what he can do, hopefully 100% healthy, because he played so well in that small sample size last year. We were all excited. But he obviously was not 100%. Very similar to Marcus Golden. It took him at least two whole years to get back to his form coming off of ACL surgery. So there's no guarantee that Connolly's going to be this machine this year for Minnesota. I hope he's great. I do. I hope the best for Ryan Connolly. I really do wish he was still a Giant. But this is Joe Judge's team. For the first time in a while, the Giants are letting the head coach have a significant say in what happens with this team. If you don't think that's true, then Patrick Mahomes would have been the Giants quarterback two years ago or three years ago because Ben McAdoo wanted him and the Giants didn't do enough to go and trade up to get him apparently. But if you don't think that Joe Judge has the main say on what happens on this team, then you're mistaken. And then with DeAndre Baker, I can say it again, you just, (laughs) you cannot blame Gettleman for this. You cannot blame Gettleman or even anyone in the front office for the fact that he went out and rob somebody. You think Gettleman called him up and said, hey, DeAndre, here's a great idea. Get Quentin Dunbar and go put your entire career at risk and go rob some people. People will think I'm an idiot for drafting you and you're going to waste away in jail. You really think Gettleman came up with that idea? No. No one can tell if a player is going to do something like that. Yeah, he had character issues. Oh, he fell asleep in some meetings. Okay, so you have to hope that the player can mature. He was only going to be in his second year. So you can't blame Gettleman for taking the guy like he can foresee this kind of thing happening. It's not fair. So, yeah, I'm very disappointed about what happened with DeAndre Baker. I'm even disappointed about Ryan Connolly getting cut. But to blame the GM for things like this is just foolish. So there's my 10-minute plus rant Uh, Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Um, Yeah, that'll be it. (laughs) My rant is over, and I'll see you guys next time. Go Giants. Have a good day. Peace out.